0: Lord. I want us to worship God for just a moment. We talked about one sound. Everybody say one sound. There is a kingdom sound. There is a kingdom sound. Everybody say that. There is a kingdom sound. Say it again. There is a kingdom sound. And I want you to understand this, that there is always a sound that precedes a move of God. Everybody say that there's always a sound that precedes the move of God. Whenever you will find deliverance, wherever you will find healing, wherever you find a move of God, it is always associated with a sound. I want us to take just maybe thirty seconds, and we're gonna we're gonna sing this song. We're gonna raise it as an offering to the Lord. But I want us to take about. Maybe just 30 seconds, if you will. Brother, I just want you to minister on that on that guitar. I want you to raise your hands in his presence and let's just worship God all over this room. Come on, everybody, let's worship God all over this room.
1: Thank <laughs> See that in bed?
2: your name jesus i hope you enjoyed that worship that anthem he is seated in a majesty he has won the victory for us who jesus christ no one else mother father friends no one else could do it we certainly know we couldn't do it ourselves but christ christ the lamb that was crucified, that had been slain before the foundation of the world. I want to thank you for joining us this evening on October 22nd, 2020. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on a Thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you are Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. There's no better place to be than the word of God. You know, I just finished watching the, the, the final presidential debate here in the U.S., you know, uh, before this November election, and I'm, I'm just going to tell you what the word of God says, because that's what this uh, is about. Proverbs 21 and 1 says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will go. Psalms 72, one, 4, it says Teach the king to judge with your righteousness. O God, share with him your own justice, so that he will rule over your people with justice and govern the oppressed with righteousness. May the land enjoy prosperity, may it experience righteousness. May the king judge the poor fairly, may he help the needy and defeat the their oppressor you know that's something that all of us should be praying about as uh, you go as you vote, you know as you make decisions, no matter who's in office, we need to be praying for them that they do just that that they are yield themselves unto the Lord the Lord will certainly he knows how to uh, move the rivers, He knows how to move the king and that the king, whoever is in a position um, that they will judge in righteousness, that they would seek justice and that they would rule over the people with justice and govern the oppressed with righteousness so that we can all prosper. You know, I, I don't want to go too much into different things, and uh, but you know, one thing for sure is that God is yet in control and that's where we want to keep the focus is that the Lord is in control. And he has not been dethroned. He's not going to be dethroned by anyone. And so uh, someone already tried it. Lucifer tried it. Uh, he said he was going to rise up on the mount of the congregation. And uh, Jesus testified and said, I saw him cast down like lightning from the east into the west. And so it's not going to happen. God is king and he's going to remain king. Let's allow him to be the, the king of our hearts. Let us allow him to set up on the throne of our hearts. And, and so with that being said, you know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful. I'm faithful because I believe the Bible is the word of God. I'm faithful. I'm bold. The church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. I want you to know that there is no plan B. It's only a plan A, and that plan A is God's. So we must follow whatever God is saying, and he tells us how to govern ourselves in in our natural lives as well as our spiritual lives. You know, the Bible tells us uh, that a good name is better than many riches. In other words, your credit is important. So uh, don't overextend your credit, pay your bills on time, you know, and keep your good name. Uh, Be diligent uh, because the Bible said the diligent shall bear rule. You know, during this stay at home in in, uh, the U.S. and abroad, you know, because it's global, uh, this is a good opportunity to spend time sharpening your skills. Or if you don't have a, a what is considered a serious job skill and you want to increase, this is a good time to be studying. You know, um, uh, take the initiative. Uh, you, you may not be able to enroll in school right now, but you can, uh, whatever your subject is that you're interested in, whatever vocation it is, you could be studying. And, uh, you know, and even for those that may have college degrees, a technology is changing uh, medicine is changing and so it's good to stay current it's good to study those things out you know take the initiative and occupy the you know, bible tells us to occupy till he comes." so that's the way of occupying is to get into your vocation your job skill and to enhance your ability so that you can uh you'll be a candidate to ask for more to you know, add you're adding value to yourself and so the word of God, tell us to study show sure ourselves approved. And, you know, so not just to be able to quote scriptures, you ought to be able to quote some things that pertain to your profession as well. We're going into the book of Acts. Uh, this is the second epistle of Luke, a disciple that, uh, that had written uh, an epistle unto Theophilus, who was uh, not much is known about Theophilus, but he was he wanted to know and Luke wanted to encourage him uh, to follow Christ and to understand what was going on with the disciples uh, during. And so he took eyewitness accounts and he started piecing things together. He took details of uh, the witnesses and began to, uh, as the spirit of the Lord was blessing him and leading him to give an account of what was occurring. And I, I love uh Luke, uh, ministry is one of my favorites, uh, you know, as far as what he was doing to spread the gospel. And I appreciate it in the book of acts, the 11th chapter beginning about the 19th verse through the 24th. It says now they, which were scattered abroad, uh, upon the, because of persecution that rose against about, uh, Deacon Stephen, uh, that traveled, those that was running from the persecution had traveled uh, as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch. And while they were running for their lives, they were preaching the word of God. Uh, And so the Bible said that they was preaching to none but the Jews only. You know, they were running for their lives because uh, remember Deacon Stephen, uh, after ministering the word of God, they stoned him. But not before they stoned him, uh, they acted like animals. They ran upon him as he was uh, telling them. He said that they, they first off, when they first uh, uh, brought him in, arrested him, and, and they looked at him and they saw the face of an angel. They saw the glory of God upon him. That should have really did something uh, to them. But instead, they pursued after him and eventually they, they jumped on him. And they began to bite on him. And as he was speaking, they stuck their fingers in their ears and just went, you know, something that you would see on a a crazy movie, something you can imagine seeing on TV and probably have seen it on on some flick or something, you know, uh, because he exhorted the word of God and eventually they killed him. And uh, those that were there and being persecuted because Saul, who was a young man and educated, decided to get letters. Uh, from the uh, council and went after people that was calling upon the name of Jesus to bring them, imprison them, pass them. You know, if you read some of the writings of Josephus or heard some of them, or maybe someone mentioned it, but didn't tell you where it was coming from, uh, they took uh, people that called upon the name of the Lord and they put animal skin on them and left them in arenas with wild animals, dogs, lions, and different things, you know, to be persecuted. Uh, because they believed uh, that that the name of Jesus and that the ministry was heretic. It was a, a false doctrine. They went and they did things that they were advised not to do. And I, I don't want to get ahead of myself with that, but they preached the word of God to none uh, but unto the Jews only. And some of them uh, were men of Cyprus, Shereem, which when they had, were come to Antioch, spank unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. The most important message there is, is Christ. That's the most important message that, that can ever be presented. Without Christ, there is no remission of sin. Without Christ, uh, we're all just, uh, just going in circles. There's no resurrection of the dead. Without Christ, there is no forgiveness. Without Christ, you know, so that's the most important message uh, that there is, is Christ. And they understood this. Jesus instructed the disciples and and told them uh, in Mark 16 to 16 chapter, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that's what we're supposed to be doing, which, you know, we, we should be praying and looking for opportunities. You know, I don't believe in being dogmatic or anything like that, but opportunities present themselves. You just have to be sensitive to when the opportunity comes that you take advantage of it. Don't walk away from the opportunity. <laughs> Bless your Lord. Don't walk away from the opportunity. The Bible said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that uh, believeth not shall be damned. Well, you won't know. You might be the one that plant a seed and someone else comes along and water or you might be watering a seed that had already been planted. Uh, you know, so you wanna take the opportunity so that they can be saved. So he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not is gonna be lost. Matthew's the 28th chapter 19 and 20 says, go ye therefore, see, there's a commission. And remember when Jesus gave this commission, he was talking to, to all of us. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. He told them to go and baptize in the name. They understood exactly what Jesus meant. They understood. Don't let nobody tell you that the disciples made, did not, was not clear, that they did not understand what Jesus was saying, because as we read further, or uh, when you read, as you begin to read in the book of Acts, that when they baptized, they baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And when you read in other instances where baptism was carried out, even those that had been baptized under the baptism of repentance were rebaptized in Jesus' name. And so they understood exactly the name of the Father was Jesus. They understood the name of the Son, Jesus. They understood the Holy Ghost, Jesus, that uh, He's God, He's sovereign. And as sovereign God, we're not talking about uh, someone that's schizophrenic. We're talking about sovereign God that can do anything. He can do all things. Uh, And so he manifested himself and was justified in the spirit, was seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world. And that's what they were doing. He was believing the word of God. He told them to teach them. He was teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Now, over in Acts, the Bible tells us, and daily, in the fifth chapter, daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. Why have we stopped preaching Jesus Christ? Why has he become secondary, third, fourth, or fifth in the message instead of the primary? Uh, our mission is to teach and preach Jesus Christ, because that is where remission of sin lies. And so daily in the temple, in the church, certainly at Cornerstone, uh, it's about Jesus Christ. It, it, in, in, in every house, because they were having services in the homes, you know, if you remember... Uh, persecution had, had rose up. And so in, and not only in a time of persecution, but when they were meeting, you know, they, uh, you know, we used to call them house parties back in the day where it might be a few people that started out a friend or then after a while, they turned on the music, you know, and neighbors started to come out, somebody driving by a friend or something. And, you know, and after a while you had a house full of people um, or in the yard, you know, listening to the music. Well, they would be same thing. They would be at a house. And maybe a neighbor came by and they begin to talk about Christ and someone else came by and someone else saw it was led in by the spirit of the Lord. And so in every house where they were speaking, they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. Where should the emphasis be at on Jesus Christ? Don't place the emphasis on things. Don't place it on metal. Don't place it on wood. Don't place it on ceramics but place the emphasis on Jesus Christ. That's the most important message. That's the most important is Jesus Christ. Acts, the 10th chapter, about the 42nd verse says, and he commanded us, there's a testimony. This is Peter testifying uh, because he's at the house of Cornelius and Cornelius had, the Bible said he was a devout man. The Bible said that Cornelius was one that feared God. Uh, Cornelius was a man that gave alms. He, in other words, if he saw somebody hungry, he didn't, he didn't hesitate to help them out to feed them. Uh, you know, I, I, I went to the store and somebody said, man, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. You know, there should be no hesitation. If you have it, handle it, you know, and, and when you do something for somebody, do it for them as if you were doing it for yourself. So I, I went into the store and I'm just using this for an example of being of helping somebody, you know, and he said, man, he said, I just want a little bit. And, and, and so and something to drink. So you go in, if you if you yourself is going to buy um, a, a sandwich, a footlong sandwich, why not buy that for the person that says I'm hungry? So they have something for that moment and something for later, you know, to give alms to somebody. You know, instead of throwing away the shoes that because we don't wear our shoes out, we we just get tired of them because they, they're not new anymore. And we put them in the trunk. We set them to the side. How many pairs of shoes do you have right now that you know you're not going to wear, but someone else is barefooted? Someone is in need of what you have and you could just easily, you know, uh, hook them up, you know. And so that was the kind of man that Cornelius was. And uh, the Bible said that he prayed daily. As we go through the day, we could be talking to the Lord. No one has to even know that you're praying, <laughs> you know, because we could be having a conversation inside well, while you're sitting down doing your work, you know, uh, helping somebody or whatever your job is, whatever it is performed, you could be focused totally on what you're doing, but at the same time, within your heart, your conscious awareness is that, God, I know that you're present, and what I'm doing, I'm doing to the best of my ability, so that you're glorified, not so that I don't bring a reproach on you, and that's the kind of man that Cornelius was. He was was over a group of men as a soldier uh, for the Roman army, uh, as a centurion, and Uh, He set an example. He set such an example that others respected him. He had a good name in the community and his family and everybody was paying attention to him. Now, we don't know much about his history and that's not important. What we do know is that he believed in God and that he sought the Lord. He sought the Lord so much and followed the word of God and what he had in his possession, which he had in his heart, that the Bible said his prayers had come up as a memorial before the Lord. God recognized this man, and God will recognize us, and he has recognized us. Uh, God, you, we don't have to wait to get into the presence of God. In other words, we don't have to wait to step out of time and into eternity in order for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. He told Cornelius that your word, your, your prayer has come up as a memorial before me. And he told him to send over to Joppa and get Peter. And they. he followed the instructions. Peter came and began and did what? He commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that he is, uh, which was ordained of God to be judge of the quick and dead. And the Bible said that while Peter was yet ministering the word of God, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. See, if we preach Jesus Christ and we preach about repentance and we preach about remission of sin and we teach and preach about sanctification, separating yourself unto the Lord. You don't know how God is going to respond and how quickly he's going to respond. Cornelius and all of those family friends and all of those that have been invited into the house received the Holy Ghost. Now, don't let nobody tell you that the Holy Ghost is not for today because they're, uh, I'll just say it, they're lying. It's not true. Now, they may not intentionally be uh, trying to deceive you. However, someone did not give them the true facts. Someone uh, is telling someone that, uh, you know, uh, that was back then in that day. Listen, let me tell you something. The word of God has not completely fulfilled. We're still waiting for the redemption of our bodies. We're still waiting for the dead in Christ to rise first. And then we, which are alive, is going to be caught up in the air with them. We're still waiting for the promise that God has made. We're only in the promise that God has made unto Abraham. Uh, that's, that's where we are right now. So we, we're, we're being grafted in because the Lord told Abraham that the seeds his seeds will be blessed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand of the sea. We have been grafted into that. So we have not yet, Uh, You know, uh, on the day of Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost, uh, that uh, Peter said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit. So see, we're yet, God's gracious, he's patient, we're yet waiting. So we're yet in the word of God, and that's not fulfilled yet. There is no greater message than Christ and him crucified. Now, the reason for his crucifixion, Hebrews 9, 20, uh, let's start at 21, verse 21. Moreover, he sprinkleth with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission of sin. It was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in heaven should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves, which uh, with better sacrifice than these for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which were the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. Now remember the the minister would go into the Holy of Holies, which uh, was established in the wilderness and go into the, the behind the curtain and offer up sacrifices for the people, but that only lasted for so long. But now Christ, uh, who has not entered into the place made with hands, but into that which was in heaven. So what was set up uh, figuratively in the wilderness was only something that Moses, remember the Lord showed Moses, this is what's going on in in eternity. And so uh, to follow the pattern of those things that he had seen and create them here. Uh, which was only temporary, because when Christ was crucified, the Bible said the veil in the temple was torn, which means that whosoever will, let him come. Aren't aren't you glad? I'm glad. I'm so, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy, Uh, you know, um, uh, my God, that that the Lord made a way for us to enter into the holy of holies and repent of sin, to ask God's forgiveness for the wrong that we have done, Uh, you know, for we may be doing everything right. We, we may be paying our bills on time and living by the standards of society, not breaking any laws. However, we were tainted with sin. And because we were tainted with sin, then we, you know, that contamination uh, means that we need to be uh, repent. It means that we have to be washed by the blood of the lamb. And, and let me tell you, the blood is applied through water baptism. For Christ is not entered in into the holy places made with hands, which is the figure of the truth, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us, the sacrifice is in the presence of not only God, but uh, all the angels. Everyone can see the sacrifice that was made for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often. So there's not uh, when Christ was crucified. No, he's not crucified, being crucified on the, on the cross over and over again. And let me tell you something, is that when, when, when we commit sin, when we willfully sin against God, the Bible said that we crucify him afresh. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. If what if if you know how you feel when you're hurt, you know how you feel when someone's offended you, you know how you feel if you've ever been in a relationship, you know how you feel to be hurt. Well, think about crucifying Christ over and over again because of sin, because we want to follow after our flesh and follow after society, follow after, you know, um, different things that are against the word of God. We crucify in the flesh when there really remains no sacrifice. In other words, it, 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 you can't keep doing that. We cannot keep doing that. We should not keep doing it. We have to cleave unto the Lord with all our hearts. The 26th verse says, for then must we often have sacrificed since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world, have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. That's why it's important to preach Christ and him crucified, because he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Who? Many. I'm part of the many. You're part of the many. Those that was before us, those that may come after us as part of the many. And unto them that look for his appearance shall he appear a second time without sin unto salvation. And you need to underline that uh, is that those that are looking for him, when Christ, you've heard talk about Christ's return, he, only if you're looking for him, only those that are looking for Christ to return are going to be caught up. Those that are not paying attention, those that are not looking for him, yet yeah, you can have a knowledge, yeah, I know God is going to return one day. Listen, you have to be at, we're, I'm I'm walking with expectation. I'm walking in anticipation that, Lord, if you call my name tonight, I'm committed. I'm cleaving to you so that if you call my name tonight, I'm looking for you to call my name. I'm not just have, I'm looking for you to call my name. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. How do I know that? Because I'm cleaving unto his word. I'm cleaving unto him. And you should have the same confidence in your obedience and your faithfulness unto God that I'm following your word. Line upon line, precept upon precept. I'm following your word. Now, I, I was reading, um, and, and I, I'm just going to touch this just very lightly, but, you know, they went into Cyprus, or in, uh, Cyrene, and to uh, Antioch, and, and as they were there, they, they had labeled, I was reading some of the commentaries, and they said that Antioch was the cradle of Christianity, and I, I was, had to step back and understand, to try to understand what do they mean I know the term Christianity was first used there. And it's the only place in the Bible that is used because God does not adapt to what men uh, say. That was something that was given uh, by men. Well, as from the word of God, he calls us saints, uh, believers, uh, those that are following the way, the truth. And so uh, that cannot be the cradle because the day of Pentecost is when the baby cried is when the birth uh, came about on the day of Pentecost, where they were all in the upper room. And so that was in Jerusalem. The religious leaders, along with Saul, uh, before Saul's conversion, began to persecute. And those that believed and exalted the name of Jesus was running for their lives. Those leaders fought against God. They fought against the purpose of God. The they tried to derail God's plan. Hmm. Uh, even after being warned by Gamilla, a doctor of the law, that if it be of God, if it be of God, uh, and you try to fight, you, you're trying to overthrow God. Come on, you trying? To, your arms are too short to box with God. How are you going to do this? You can't, so don't even try it. After he gave them that advice, even uh, over in Acts, the fifth chapter, they still went after the, the believers. So the persecution that caused the, that persecution caused the gospel to spread, and it began to spread out so that they weren't all gathered in Jerusalem, but it began to spread. And as it spread, the word was being preached, and the and you know, we see here that there was an element of their tradition, an element that accompanied them because they only preached unto the Jews. But that's all right. God allowed them to preach the gospel only to the Jews, uh, the, them. Now, remember, Peter. Peter was at Cornelius' house, and the Lord had already dealt with Cornelius. Excuse me. Well, he dealt with Cornelius, but he also dealt with Peter. He dealt with Peter about his prejudice. And said, whatever the Lord has called clean, uh, don't you call it unclean. And whatever the Lord, don't you call it uncommon. And he showed them this and and dealt with him three times in a vision, a day vision on on that. And so now he's at Carnea's house. Well, others needed to learn and get that message as well. And so the Lord did not disrupt the flow because his plan A was yet in effect. You know, God's got this. He has it. And so uh, he had it then, he has it now, just as he had it before the foundation of the world. Acts the ninth chapter, the 15 through the 16 verses, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way for he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now, he was speaking about Saul. Remember, Saul was there consenting to the to death of Deacon Stevens. But God had bigger plans for Saul. Saul thought he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Yeah, he accomplished some things. He had what you would call a PhD, you know, of his day. He was well learned. He was well versed. God had big plans for his lessons. God had big plans to use him to bear his name, the name of Jesus before the Gentiles. So see, God didn't leave anybody out. He had a plan, and his plan was had taken effect. Uh, and so uh, the Bible tells us that the hand of the Lord was upon them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. You know, anytime someone believes the word of God and turn unto the Lord is a celebration. I've been in services where people shouted when I say shout, I'm talking about audibly with their voices. And made loud noises because somebody said I got a car. Uh, I I was able to buy a Hyundai. You know, I was able to get a Toyota. Uh, You know, but uh, I believe that our voices should be lifted up even higher. Uh, You know, that's a time to dance. That's a time to cry with tears of joy because someone has turned from sin to righteousness. Someone has said, you know what, I've been in my mess too long. I've offended the Lord for too long. I've done myself an injustice for too long. I've lied too long. I've stolen too long. I've committed all type of physical acts against my body too long. I have have hurt people too long, and I realize that it's time for change. I realize that I'm wrong, and I know I've been wrong, but now I want to be different. I want to change, and I want to live the life that God has for me to live and re and and, and undo unravel some of the, the the things that i've done by living right that's a reason to rejoice that's a reason to magnify god that's a reason to run around the church that's a reason to break forth in a dance that's a reason to to make a loud noise upon the symbols and what the word because of a soul that is being saved, that is turning from sin. That's somebody that is not going to be cast into the, going to hell or being cast into the lake of firewood uh, to be tormented, uh, being separated from God. That's a reason to rejoice. The Bible said the hand of the Lord was with them. God signed off on the work. He signed off. Witnesses, Believers, brothers and sisters, you have to give God something to work with, so He can sign off on it, so He can stamp it with His approval. I don't, you know, so we can't be selfish with our prayers. Uh, uh-uh. the only part of your prayer that should be selfish is "Lord, save me." The only part of your prayer that should be selfish is "Lord." Forgive me. Forgive the community I live in. Forgive my neighborhood. Forgive us of sin. Forgive us of, for ignoring you, for not acknowledging you. You know, you could be selfish about that. But that's it. Don't be selfish, you know, trying, you know, some the Lord is like a genie in a bottle. I, I, I want a job. I want this. I want that. How about I want to be saved? When was the last time you talked to another person about our Lord and Savior? When was the last time you handed someone an invitation? You know, we used to call them tracts back in the day. You hand someone an invitation to service. Invite somebody to the the broadcast. Tell them to sign in to SML. Uh, You know, if you Google SML inside the pages, it's going to bring up Cornerstone Apostolic Church. It's going to bring us up. and there's messages after messages that the Lord has, has provided uh, so that people can receive the word of God. You know, I went to the cleaners today to pick up some clothing that I had left there. It's been about two weeks. And I'm like, man, they go, I need to get my clothes so that they don't think I forgot about them. And one of those was my robe. Uh, and so the cashier asked me about church uh, because they, when they brought my robe out and we talked a bit, and, you know, she asked me, was I a good speaker? And I, you know, the only thing I could say is I do my best because that's just what I'm doing. I'm pouring myself out and I'm doing my best for the Lord. And uh, she asked for the broadcast information. Now, this woman was about 71 years old. And she said, she began to testify and she said the church that she attended Started out with four members and today is 3000, you know, and that's a great testimony because we were talking about just being just about the word of God. You know, so many people want to jump into something that's already established instead of being an instrument for God to use, to be a witness, to be a tool. And that's why the Lord sent that persecution so that the, the, to shake up the mindset of the people so that they would spread out, so that they would carry the word to the different parts of the, 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 the city, the country and the world as he had designed and want and desired it to be. You know, there are a lot of ministries that are, have been affected by the COVID-19 and are doing things that they was not doing at first because of what's going on. And so God knows how to use everything. But how about you? Are you allowing the Lord to use you to impact someone else's life? The 22nd verse says, then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they sent Barnabas uh, that he should go as far as to Antioch. When the church, the body of believers, the cradle of the church, Jerusalem, heard that the good news uh, about people receiving Jesus Christ, they sent Barnabas. And Barnabas' name means son of encouragement. Barnabas was a Levi and believed to be of the Cyrene. So he he knew and understand the culture around and how to deal with the people. So he had a, a couple of advantages there. He believed and loved the Lord. He loved the Lord so much and believed the word of God that he sold his land to help support the church. Now, I I, re, I was reading about a church in uh, Texas that uh, they were given the opportunity to buy uh, acres of land and they needed, in this day and time, they needed about $300,000. And so they went to the, the ministers, they went to the elders, and everybody began to chip in, 1,000, 3,000. You know, and some pulled a little money off their 401k plan and different things in order to support the church so that they could buy the land. And that land is worth a lot more than 300000 today. Barnabas believed the word of God and he supported the church. Now, if you're supporting the ministry, uh, you know, that's feeding your soul and making an intercession for you, um, I'm praying for you. God bless you. God bless you. You know, and he will, uh, you know, because he loves a cheerful giver. I've seen people come to the church and ask for a blessing, but they're never a blessing. They never return a blessing. Uh, I've heard some declare that they they don't have what they don't have, but then they take trips and come back home and declare that they still broke. It it just makes you scratch your head and wonder, you know, uh, does God need to be treated with such unfairness? Blessings come from being a blessing. The gift of helps is an awesome gift to be given. It means God is trusting you with a valuable possession. And I want you to know that great is your reward when God entrusts you with the gift of help. Now, a lot of people want to want to be involved in ministry. They want to stand up before the people or listen. Listen, uh, There are people that are behind the scenes making a lot of things happen to to help the minister. A lot of people behind the scenes that are doing things that you don't know about uh, that that's keeping the minister encouraged, that's helping the ministry go forward and, and be impactful. God bless you. And there's a great reward for the gift for those that allow the gift of help. You know, I'm telling you, it's such a blessing. Is such a blessing i would not be in the position i'm in if it wasn't for the gift to help because it was someone that helped me however i would not be involved in ministry if it wasn't a calling from the lord the bible tells us and there was many witnesses uh, in my calling as well as those that uh, including my pastor because i would not do anything your pastor needs to bless you and give you a blessing. Uh, when you're calling to ministry as well as your family and God will never call and tell you to do something which he does not provide a witness of those things the 23rd verse says who when he came uh, Barnabas uh, had seen the grace of God and was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord what are we going to do we're going to cleave unto the Lord. You're not going to cleave unto Carl, Pastor Henderson. Not going to cleave unto any. We're going to cleave unto the All of us are going to cleave unto the Lord. Now, if you need help cleaving unto the Lord, I will hold your hand. I will hug you. And, and as I'm holding on to Jesus, we, we all going to cleave unto the Lord. We're going to cleave unto the Lord. That's what we're going to do. The 24th verse says, he was a good man. Who Barnabas? He was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith. Much people was added unto the church. Encouragement came, the grace of God came, happiness was there, and he, Barnabas, urged them all to cleave unto the Lord. Now the cleave means that here firmly, closely, loyally, unwaveringly. What are we gonna do? We're gonna cleave unto the Lord firmly, take a tight grip, and we're gonna be uh, stay close to him, and we're gonna be loyal unto him. We're not going to go to the right or to the left. We're going to be unwaverly. We're going to hold on to the Lord. That's what we're going to do. Hold on to him. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing. That's what I want you to do. That is my prayer, is that you be encouraged and that you cleave unto the Lord. The only way you can cleave unto the Lord is by receiving and adhering to the unadulterated word of God, not the gospel of men but the gospel message that is presented from Genesis to Revelation. You need to get in your Bibles. You need to get into the word of God. Make some time, some devotion time that you spend in the word of God. Uh, take some time and just get in the word. You know, turn off the TV, put the cell phone on mute. Whoever's calling, if it's not important, you know, you spend the time with the Lord. That's more important. And you know that anything children can make mistakes, but adults we know how to dig and get information, know how to research, and we know how to make well-informed decisions. That's what God wants. He wants each of us to do that—to be well-informed and to make a proper decision. We are gonna cleave unto the Lord. You know, if we were in, if we were together right now in the service, I would say turning your neighbor. And ask them what are they going to do they would respond and say cleave unto the lord that's what we're going to do we're going to cleave unto the lord father in the name of jesus lord i pray that the words that have been spoken this evening be an encouragement be a strength to those that are listening to those that will hear it later lord god that you would bless them lord jesus and in your name lord god and pray and ask for that if any sick among us oh lord god Uh, Lord, and those that may be listening later that might not be feeling well in their body. You know how to provide healing. You know just what to do. You know the needs of your people, Lord. And we just thank you right now in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, get baptized. Dedicate your life unto the Lord. Rededicate your life unto him. Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. You know, I bring my body into subjection. Uh, so that I could be in the will of God. There's no better place to be than the will of God. And in order to be in the will of God, you must be in what? The word of God. If you've been blessed by this message or any of the message that you have heard on our broadcast, Sunday morning live, or as I said, SML, uh, please uh, uh, share it with somebody. We can be found on iHeart, Spotify, And, you know, just type in, if you go to Google and just type in S-M-L, inside the pages, you'll see our, our, the church there, you know, or visit our website, ConnectingTruth.org. That is ConnectingTruth.org. And, you know, there's a video there uh, where on Sunday mornings talking about being rapture ready, spending the rest of the year. There's so much information. You know, uh, that is applicable to each of us so that we can be ready whenever the Lord should come. And so, you know, uh, again, that's connectingtruth.org. Once you know the songs that are featured are respectively the, the property of our psalmist, uh, my daughter, Sister Sharice Henderson, and Not only her, but also the artists and producers that uh, have presented songs or songs that are presented on this broadcast. Uh, Support gospel um, music. Support the ministry. uh, Gospel artists, you know, if you hear a song you like, Google Google the song. Uh, If you just Google some of the words, the lyrics, you know, and support it because gospel music is intended or should be intended to encourage your heart, you know, and to minister unto you. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And so I hope to see you here. You know, we have room for you and ministry and to help your ministry uh, uh, grow as you help uh, grow the, the house of God. You know, and if not, I hope to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.